Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Monday morning, November 7th. Thank you for choosing to spend part of your day with me. As you may and hopefully do know, the Dallas Mavericks play the Brooklyn Nets tonight. It is one of 15 games tipping off tonight. The NBA is taking off tomorrow to encourage everybody to get out and vote. And today they're having all uh, 30 teams play, which means 15 different games. Somehow uh, the Mavericks got shafted and stuck with a really ridiculous 8.45 p.m. local tip time because they want games to go every 15 minutes. Uh, someone tried to explain this to me today and basically made the argument that the that the NBA doesn't want a uh, two or four teams to start at the same time or end at the same time, which makes little to no sense to me because most NBA fans aren't flipping between 15 instances of league pass. Rather, they're watching the team that they want to watch. But what do I know? I'm not in charge of NBA marketing because if I was, maybe some of it would make sense and would focus on some of the best players in the game and not LeBron James. Hey, who knew? Okay, so the first few things that I want to draw your attention to are uh, a piece over at MavsMoneyBall.com. So last week, Friday afternoon, on a podcast, Kevin Durant listed his five top power forwards on that list did not include Dallas Mavericks uh, power forward Dirk Nowitzki our guy Matthew Phillips has a pretty thorough breakdown of why that's ridiculous it's really absolutely worth your time it's one of the funnier uh, things that I think we've had on our site Matt puts a lot of thought into this I really enjoyed it and just so we're all clear Kevin Garnett sucks Dirk is better Dirk gave him the business Garnett couldn't win a championship without pairing up with other superstars. The next piece that I want to draw your attention to was something um, that I wrote, which feels a little weird, but it was after the last Dallas Mavericks game. As you hopefully know by now, Luka Doncic has started the season with eight straight 30-point games. He now holds the NBA record for 30-point games to start a season with Wilt Chamberlain, who did it twice, once in 1959-60, and then once in 1960-62 or I'm sorry, 62-63. Now, here's the interesting thing about that uh, 62-63 season. He actually did it 23 times. (laughs) So we're probably done talking about that particular record unless Luka makes it like 15-16 games and somehow becomes like a threat to Chamberlain's record. It just It's one of these sort of slightly arbitrary point uh, in a season that's really fun to reference. Uh, that that we wrote about right up until it it you know stopped being a thing because if if Luca makes it you know let's just say 19 straight games with 30 points the Mavericks are going to be one of the best teams in the league that's that's sort of my opinion on it um, the next piece I want to draw your attention to and again all of these pieces are in the show notes you should take your time and click through and go read all these pieces I would really appreciate it Brent Brooks wrote. Why Luka Doncic is what he refers to as an apex predator entering his prime. It's a thorough breakdown of sort of where Luka stands, the moves he's using. I really enjoyed it because, you know, writing about Luka right now is a lot of fun. The next thing that I really enjoyed was a uh, tweet video from Eric Shapiro, who is a scout for SIS Hoops. And (laughs) 
he he showed in video form how Luka Doncic just destroys the Toronto Raptors. Luka Doncic broke 11 different coverages against Toronto Raptors. It's the different looks that that the Raptors threw at Luka in video form, what they were, what they're called, and then how Luka basically makes their attempts at guarding him futile. It is a whole lot of fun. Okay, so you'll notice that we're only about four minutes into the show here. Our guy Brian Zillum, who lives just north of Austin, actually went to the Texas Legends home opener. uh, I'm sorry, away opener down there uh, uh, playing against the Austin Toros. They had a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. I want to say that the, the Toros and Legends split that series. Uh, while down there, Brian had time to speak with Legends head coach and, you know, got about eight minutes worth of audio, which I'm going to tack on to the end of this podcast here. Uh, Brian did his best to sort of edit out elements of pauses and, and uh, conversation and things like that. So if the audio is a little bit choppy, that is why. Thanks for listening to the show, and we will talk with you guys a little later tonight when Josh and I come back from Mavs Moneyball After Dark. And with hopefully an episode of Mavs Party after they play the Nets. Everybody have a great Monday. We got Coach George with us today. Coach, how are you? Doing great. All right, first, first off, great win last night. Opening win for the Texas Legends team. It was a little little rough first half, but once the second half came around, I think the first lead the team had was the end of the third quarter. Is that right? Might have been. Yeah. So, yeah. It, was there any primary adjustments that you made towards the game? Yeah, I think, you know, defensively, giving up 60 points in the first half is not ideal. So <laughs> right. there were some things defensively that we needed to address. So when we got into halftime, you know, we got the opinion of the players, kind of what, what they thought, what they were feeling out there. And we gave them the coaches' opinions about what just happened. It was a big collaboration. Everybody just decided that we needed to come together, specifically the guys on the Ford, and tighten up some, some schemes and things defensively that, we weren't doing that we were supposed to. And when we get stops, that's what activates our offense. So I think we're able to get some stops, get out front, and it just kind of trickled out. Did you do anything specifically to adjust for their size? Yeah, it's it's tough. At the end of the day, you can't just grow six inches. <laughs> right? Clean up the boards. But I think at the end of the day, we realized we need to be a little bit more physical. Players felt that. They knew that. They agreed. And there was definitely more one-on-one physicality and also getting more bodies in the pace to help out with other guys boxing out the field. So it was a collective effort. Rebounding for us is going to be a five-man effort. And our guys, the good thing about that is that they're committed to it. They know it. They want to do it. They got a ton last night. What did you think of Wright's overall toughness last night? His ability to get to the paint. Uh, he's one of the best that I've ever seen. The pace with which he played. His IQ flying out of the pick and roll. He's dangerous once he gets in that paint, either for the score dump off to a big or finding shooters on three-point line. So we go as he goes. He pushes He pushes our pace. He's the engine. So, yeah, he was great last night. Do you see any similarities with him and, say, Jalen Brunson? Yeah, I think. I mean, both of them are great with the ball in their hands. They like to play with pace. They're able to get to the paint. You know, for being, quote-unquote, smaller guards, they have the scoring ability even against bigger players. So I guess they, they do draw some similarities. Really like McKinley's ability to get others involved. 
understand how to play out of the pick and roll. And it was very impressive last night. That's why he's a two-way bro. So really like him. He definitely doesn't have the basketball hip like Brunson, but he's definitely as thick because he's uh, he's been working out. Yeah, working they're, both, out. they're both both strong guards. You know, if you're if you're going to be a shorter guard, definitely need a little bit more strength. What did you think of uh, Jaden Hardy's performance last night? I thought Jaden was great. I just got done watching film with him actually. It's great to go back and just see a few areas where he could have been better. But we were thrilled with the way he played offensively. I think he had four turnovers in the first half and only one in the second half. So. His ability to internalize the first half the way that allowed him to cut back on the turnovers in the second half just speaks to his maturity and his growth in such a short period of time. Really impressed with his effort defensively. He plays so hard, and the Mavericks obviously here that value defense a lot, and, and he values it. I believe he values it as a team, so he's a perfect fit. I think the most impressive thing about him is what a good teammate he is. He was really excited to get this win last night, and... That really affects it in a positive way. Do you think for him, especially, there's probably going to be moments where he's going to be up and down all year specifically. How do you help him as far as his development as a player? Just letting him know, hey, you know, we're doing this tonight, but then, you know, he's going to be working with you tonight. But tomorrow he might be working with Jason Kidd. Like, how, how do you balance that? I think the first layer to that is clear and honest communication myself and, and the Mavericks coaching staff, creating a, a clear plan in place and having an open line extension for how we need to coach Jaden and the things that he needs to get better at. There's there's never been more alignment synergy between the Mavs and the legends in regards to player development. So I think that's the first layer of it at that. I just need to implement that in every way, shape, or form while he's with us. Okay, back then. As he moves back and forth, that's how you get this position as line of communication. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as you know, the goal is to win, and you obviously want to win the championship for the league. But has it always been kind of like a goal for you to have like a Jordan Poole type of moment, just where you've got a guy on the G League, and then like a year later, he's winning an NBA championship? I think that's really the goal. This league. I think the wins kind of take care of themselves at the end of the day, as long as you. So do your best to build winning habits, create a good environment every day that's conducive to players get better. You'll win games. And first and foremost, obviously, you don't want to keep your players. You want them to find a bigger and better things. I think that's an example of that is we coached campaign uh, my first year, yes, 2019, man. 2020. And that was cut short because of COVID. He ended up getting an opportunity with the Suns in the bubble. The next year, he's playing in the finals. And that was very cool to see. Very proud of him. He was a guy that came in, did the right things. Just like Jaden's doing, uh, just wants to play the right way and he wants to win. But those guys like that impact Witty even at the highest level. Do you still talk to Cam? Yeah, I keep in touch with oh, Cam. Cool. I saw him during the playoffs last year. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, I saw him. I was traveling with the Mavericks. I was lucky enough that uh, the playoffs, so I saw him in Phoenix. Saw him in Dallas a couple times, obviously. So, yeah, we chopped it up and caught up. It had been a while, but yeah, we like to keep in touch. We'll just post it from social media. And I'm cool. really happy with Cam. Great dude. When you. Get that chance to make a full guy into your office to say, Jaden, you're going up. Do you, you get those vibes like a AAA coach would? Or just when you're getting called off to the big leagues, you still get those vibes? Or it's a little different for basketball though, right? No, it's just happy for those guys. Like, means that when I've seen guys get called up, they got called up for the right reasons. Right. You know, it's because they quit the work every day. And I always tell guys, like, don't, don't think about the call. Don't worry about the call. Don't worry about when. You're going up next to the or when up back. Just worry about where you're at right now. As long as you take that, that present mentality, that approach every single day, 
the rest of the results will just kind of take care of themselves. And we'll get you out. So you admitted, m- mentioned earlier about synergy between you and the Maverick. From year one, this is year three for you. Yeah. What do you think has been like the biggest change as far as communication and then direction up both squads? Yeah, I think the open line of communication, my involvement with the Mavericks now with the new regime, I- I'm more active and involved in the team than I've ever been. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the outlook on player development and the plan and the system in place is a little bit different. It's a little bit more involved and detailed. And flows in between both organizations were both the same thing. Um, it's great. They're just, they've created a lot of clarity in what we're trying to do. Interesting. But you have good people in the building and you have clear roles and responsibilities, clear clarity and direction. Um, you can do some great things. And that, that's what we got going on. Do you have any input at all when the Mavericks are having discussions about maybe drafting a guy or maybe signing him while, you know, he wasn't drafted at all? I personally am not as involved in, in those conversations. That they got a lot of front office guys there and scout right. watch these guys and know them throughout the season. You know, I, I brought in during summer league, obviously, to coach. And right, I, I, I'll give my input on some of the some of the draft guys that come in for draft workouts that might be G League guys. And that's a great thing. They they do value my opinion, I think, and they do involve me when it comes to building out the G League roster. One final thing, Coach, we'll get you out of here. Yeah. If uh, Luca ever has to go to a rehab assignment, are you telling kid to bring him down to Frisco <laughs> for a game? Hey, we're... We're here if they need it. <laughs> Whatever they want from us, we're going to supplement everybody's development, even the best players in the world. 